Well, hello, hello, welcome back to life. Ha! Uh, how is everybody doing? I'm going to assume great because I feel amazing. So, what do you want to talk about today, huh? My name is Larry Morrison, I'm the financial shaman. Coming to you semi-live because I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, from my favorite place on earth, and yes, I know, uh, I have not been every place on earth yet, um, but of all the places I've been, all the countries I've traveled to, all the cities I've seen, the people I've met, my still top favorite one is San Diego. I lived here for a number of years, um, which feels like not enough years. I think I was only here for about a year and a half now that I think about it. Hmm. Anyway, uh, see, not enough for me. So, um, anyway, I came from Sedona, which is like one of, in the the top five favorite places. It's gorgeous. But when you get back here, I'm an ocean guy. I just love, love, love the beach. And uh, San Diego just one of my favorite places on earth. It is my favorite place on earth as of today. Anywho, I hope you're having a great day, great morning, great night, great whatever. So on this, I, 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 you know what's funny is I always like go, why do I keep saying who the hell I am? And, and this is like the 61st podcast. You don't know what I'm doing by now. Uh, I don't have to repeat it, but What's funny is every time I repeat it, something new comes up. So I'm like, eh, just go for it. So on this, we, um, we discuss all of the internal blockages that stop people from um, realizing or receiving money in their life. Because here's the thing. I literally had this happen the other day. I have a very, very close friend. Um, who is going through some intense trauma right now. And it, I couldn't be there in the physical sense, not only because of COVID, but just logistically. And I was like, here, ha- take some money. You know, I'm, give, I'm offering you a little bit of money. And it, it's not a crazy amount. I'm not fucking, you know, it's probably not even a couple weeks worth of bills. But... Um, I'm, you know, I'm offering her some money just to, because it's what I can do, and, um, and just to ease her mind on that thing, like, when you have so much other shit to deal with on your plate, which she does, like, I'm just like, let me take this one off, and it's just temporary, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not paying your bills forever, (laughs) you know what I mean, like, here's just take a little bit of money, ease that part of it so you can better focus on your family because she has a lot of stuff going on right now with her family and um so you can focus on them and not this too you know and you know we talked about all the stuff that's going on and talked through a lot of the traumas and fears and all this stuff like I do for clients except she's you know she's a friend and um she messaged me back. She's like, so thankful about everything we talked to except the money. I don't feel right accepting the money. I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? Like, so we get back on the phone. And this is all unconditional. 
she felt she didn't deserve it. She felt um, she was taking advantage of me. And I was like, taking advantage, I'm offering. You didn't manipulate me into this. I know what I'm doing. You know, but what I hear is, and this happens all day, every day, I'm just using that as an example, is the universe is trying to give you money and you're like, no, 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 I got this. It'll be okay. I don't want to be dependent. Blah, 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 blah. This is what we do every single day of our lives. No, thank you. I'll be okay. I'd rather suffer. I'd rather be small. I'd rather stay unworthy because this fucks up my unworthiness paradigm. The universe brings me a shitload of money. I can't, I can no longer think I'm unworthy anymore. So to keep my unworthiness paradigm or my non-deserving paradigm, which is a, just a set of beliefs, belief system paradigm, same thing. To keep that, I'm going to have to push this shit away so I can stay small. And that's exactly what we do. And it doesn't matter the amount. You know, some people, I talked to somebody who, uh, yesterday who, compared to, you know, the average citizen of the United States, has a lot of money, but still felt this way. So the number doesn't matter. You know. But my point is, what are these beliefs we have about ourselves, about money, about the universe, about soul, source, God, whatever, about... Um, uh, the world around us that block us to say no thank you I don't want to take advantage of the ever and never ending abundant source of money I don't want to take advantage of the never ending constantly overfilling overflowing abundance of all that is is money as just one example Sure, I'll take your support. I will take your wisdom. I'll take your love. Some people don't even do that. A lot of people don't even do that. But when it comes to money, no, 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 no. I got this. What the fuck are we doing? This is what we talk about on the show. This is exactly what it means to block wealth in our lives. Because here's the thing. If you believe you don't deserve it, you won't even see it. If you believe you're not good enough or unworthy, it'll wash, it'll go right past you. Opportunity will show up, slap you in the face, check in to see if you're ready, and then it'll go, I guess you're not ready, moving on. I don't, remember, I don't know why it's calling to me. Uh, the end of Dumb and Dumber. It's the first one I didn't see the or pay attention. Um, but the, the first one, the main one, the amazing one, Jeff Jim Carrey. The end, right, with the bikini scene, uh, where this bus of you know, smoking hot chicks, uh, picks them up, and spoiler alert, this doesn't ruin the, the movie or anything, and for those of you who haven't seen Dumb and Dumber, I don't know what Rocky would have, but I'm a big comedy guy, so, uh, they go, you know, this is basically your dream come true, they're like, no, 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 
just uh, go on down the road. And like some some of those some somebody's gonna be super lucky, and then the dawns on them, right? The town is the other way. Anyway, point is, that's what we do every day. It's like the my dream life is knocking at the door. Oh no, you're you know just go to go ahead two downs over. There's probably somebody that can help you. Uh, dream life is like uh, uh, okay, I all right, I guess we'll find somebody else then. Yeah, and then you and then they drive off and you're like, man, somebody's gonna just score with this opportunity. How many freaking times do we have a million dollar idea? How many times do we have million dollar ideas? All of the time, most people, I mean, some people have blocked themselves off from it completely, but some people, like most people will see a problem and be like, man, you know what someone should do? They should make, you know, a GPS pet collar so you don't have to inject it into the skin of the animal or whatever. So I don't have to feel conflicted or there's a cheaper price or whatever, you know. Um, I, I think of that because my friend lost his dog, found it, and then I got him, um, there's a, that um, this GPS thing's called Tile. I'm not promoting them or anything, not that I, not that they would need or care about that, but uh, I use them on my keys and, and in my wallet, but um, point is, like, you think your phone real easy, and we've come a long way with the GPS technology and the accessibility of it. So I just gave him, I, I gave him one of those uh, to put on the dog collar. But point is, like, there's million dollar ideas like that all of the time. And you can have that one, you know, <laughs> there you go. And, you know, they come up and people will be like, oh, no, I don't know how to do that or whatever. Even with shows like Shark Tank, where people sell ideas in different stages of production, people will still be like, oh, I couldn't do that. It's like, what the fuck, man? And that's, the, that's your bus just driving by like, I don't deserve that. I, I couldn't do that. That's not for me. And I'm not saying you should take every opportunity that shows up. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm very much a believer in you've got to follow your heart's calling. Um, but uh, but on the way to the heart's calling, couldn't you just get used to listening to your own intuition and premonition and ideas? Couldn't you write down the ideas and flesh them out and see in your imagination and and know that anything is possible? Because when your heart's calling does come along, and if you have a million dollar idea every day, awesome, first of all, um, do remember that people will pay handsomely for great ideas all of the time. Uh, but if you're one of those people that like is getting a ton of downloads like that from source, then you know, write it down because my point is when your heart's calling does come along and it will, or it all might have, might have already happened. If you keep shutting down the million dollar ideas, you're going to shut down this too. You're going to be like, Oh, you know what really excite me? I want to be a financial shaman too, or I want to, um, change the world through, you know, different kinds of music. Um, way beyond what we've heard in this commercialized thing or 
Uh, I don't know why this, my buddies just keeps resonating with me. He wants to be a baker. Be a baker. I'm not saying you have to change the world or even your community. Maybe it's just what you feel good about doing. But then when the idea comes, you won't even let yourself have it. You'll shut it down because you don't deserve it. You're not good enough. You're unworthy. You know, you have to do what your parents told you to do. You have to do what your family's telling you to do. You have to do what society's telling you to do. You have to do what your own thoughts are manipulating you into do. doing. Right? Anyway. See, 12 minutes of, ex- of me just ranting about uh, what the hell are we talking about on the show. <laughs> anyway. So for the other 36 minutes or whatever, 46 minutes. I can't do my math right now. 36 minutes. Whatever. The other time, the rest of the time, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know how to put this, so you're just going to have to roll with me on this because I don't know what I'm doing either, and that's totally okay. It's okay for me to be wrong. It's okay for you to react. It's okay for me to feel not good enough. Everything is allowed here. This is a safe place. It's a dojo. We can fail. We can mess up. I don't pretend to know what the fuck I'm doing. Disclaimer. I do not give any financial advice ever. At least not on this show. Um, But I will give you financial belief advice, which is the only thing I can really do. Um, I mean, from this context of you're listening to a podcast. So, um, I mean, I could, anyway, never mind. So, uh, today, I'm going to need your help in wrapping something through my being, through my knowing, through my conscious, subconscious, and superconscious awareness. Um, I have a prediction about the future. It's my first, okay, second, that I feel very confidently and strongly about. And it's, I don't want to talk too much about the prediction itself. What I want to talk to you about is the reaction of a prediction. Okay. Because here's the thing. Whether you believe in psychic powers or fucking tarot cards, all that stuff, whatever. It doesn't matter what you believe. But what matters is your reactions. Because your reactions will actually point to what your subconscious believes. Right? What I mean by that is, let's say, uh, hmm, let's see, let's think of a good one. Well, okay. Let's say you go and see a psychic or a medium or, fuck, you just see on the news about COVID and you, you, you get afraid. You know, they tell you something about your life, maybe that death is coming. First of all, death is coming to all of us. So I think it's always funny when we're like, oh my God, we're going to die. It's like, that's pretty much, that's pretty much established when you are born, you're also going to die. Uh, it's like saying, oh my God, we're going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the part of living. So anyway, that's a whole other thing we could talk about later, with how we treat death. But um, point is, uh, 
<laughs> what we think about death is hilarious. So, because it makes it so much more real, right? <gasps> My God, all this, we're gonna die! It's like, oh, this makes this illusion so much more fantastical in its limitation. Um, but my point is, uh, like if you got a prediction, how you reacted would show you so much more than the actual prediction, which is always very fascinating to me because I might be wrong. I, I might be wrong and I'm okay with that because what the prediction is showing me is how I'm reacting to it. And I actually love the reaction. I got fear first, which I love, I'm super grateful for. Then I got understanding, which is like, oh, the fear is showing me this, beautiful, love it, thank you. Then the even further thing showed me, don't go outside to fix it, go inside to fix it. And it's like, oh, okay, which is I'm gonna walk you through these stages and steps. Um, so we wanna be very aware of our reactions to any prediction or any future coming event or any, well, anything really, like all the time we need to be aware of our reactions because that's our emotions, which are, is our emotional guidance system, which our emotions are there to show us where our, when our belief systems are off. Uh, um, I have a differing opinion of a lot of people uh, in this realm about um, negative versus positive. I don't really believe that anything is negative per se. <clears throat> Limiting maybe, but not negative. And what I mean by that is I don't really pay attention. There's some people out there that you need to pay attention in, you know, like Emotional Intelligence, which is a great book. Emotional Intelligence 2.0, I highly recommend it. But he's like, you know, pay attention to where you're emotionally hijacked in the positive way. I'm like, eh, I don't really need to do that. Um, they do that because you're attached to the idea that you're going to fall down or make a, a silly decision. And it's like, eh, uh, I, I disagree. So in my opinion, in the emotional guidance system, uh, in my experience, and this may change tomorrow for all I know, in my experience, we really want to pay attention to the negative emotions. What I mean by negative is um, the ones that feel bad. Uh, you know, unworthiness, discouragement, fear, uh, anger, frustration, um, uh, heartbreak, you know, non-deserving, worthlessness, right? B6 for all my... I spend a lot of time in B6 for all my uh, emotion code uh, practitioners. Um, so, uh, you know, when we feel a negative emotion, it's never in a vacuum, right? It's, it's there, it's always conjoined with a belief or a set of beliefs, a belief system. And so that's what it's there for is you might be thinking, think about no emotions, right? You might be thinking a thousand thoughts a day, you know, 60,000 thoughts a day or whatever. And if one comes up, but it's neutral, I need to go grocery shopping today. Should be pretty neutral unless you're scared of COVID or something. Or oh, that's a good example. You know, if you're, but then, you know, if you're going grocery shopping and it's neutral, it's not a big deal. Nothing happens, it's just like something I need to do, whatever. And then if you obviously have the same thought in the age of COVID and you're like scared, the fear is there to go, hey, what, what are you thinking about? What's going on? Right? Well, 
you need to, the fear is trying to show you that the belief you just thought of is not serving you in some way, or there's, uh, I'm sorry, the thought you just thought of had a belief attached to it, like, oh, I need to go to the grocery store, fear comes up, you go, what do I have to believe about this situation to have fear around the grocery store? Well, that there's a germ that might kill me, that the world is unsafe, that blah, 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 right? Um, That uh, I can die, that the universe doesn't have my back, and nothing is, um, not everything is God's love, yada, 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 right? So, like, there's a lot of, we could go through a lot of subtext there. But the point is, uh, thought, emotion points to a belief that you need to clean up. Now, when it comes to predictions, um, and my good friend and uh, just amazing human, uh, Teal Swan, she gives fantastic predictions, Uh, especially the one about 2020 when I saw that about a year ago, um, was just like, holy shit, I had to watch it several times throughout the year. But um, the point is, like, the reaction to the prediction is what's fascinating to me. When I either have a prediction or see someone talking about a prediction, if I react, it shows me a negative emotion, then it shows me that I have belief systems to clean up, right? So that's what this is. Imagine that you and I are out for a walk on the beach or on the bay, technically, Mission Bay. San Diego, California. Check it out. Um, (laughs) If you and I are on a walk on the bay and I give you a prediction about your life or about life in general on planet Earth and you react negatively, that's what we want to see. So I'm going to give a prediction and what I want you to do is really understand your reactions. Because right or wrong prediction happens, it doesn't happen, that really doesn't matter. Your reactions are real, or we experience them as real, because your beliefs are there, and the emotions are pointing to them, right? So you could look at every prediction as a good thing, because they will point you to your beliefs. Make sense? You ready to play? All right. Remember that everything will always be okay. Everything will always be okay. You're fine. You're loved. You're safe. Nothing is out of place. The prediction I got was that in the next six months, there's going to be a a crash, financially, of unlike we've ever seen before. Biblical proportions. Um... And maybe not. Maybe it's not that big, but it's definitely going to be a crash. Um, Hold on one second. I need to remember where the prediction came from. Give me a minute. I'm going to pause it. And I'm back. So I wanted to mull over. um, Because here's the thing. This is new territory for me. Um, And what I've noticed is I tend to take an image um, or in this case this prediction and try to figure it out um, with the mind the mind like the puzzle solving problem solving mind 
wants to step in. So I'm very thankful that I'm aware that that's a problem. Uh, uh, something I'm working on, you know, problem per se. So I don't want to overstep and try to figure out or read between any lines. So let's just say I know that there, uh, I'm predicting that there's a crash that's going to happen in the financial markets. And let's just say it's going to be as big as 2000, okay? Um, if not bigger. And it's going to happen probably by August, September, or the second, third or fourth quarter of 2021. Now, um, that's the prediction. There it is. Now, how are you reacting to that? Are you scared? Fear is okay. Scared is good. I was scared. Scared is good. We want scared. What we don't want is to take scared and then do something with it. I'll show you what I mean here in a second. So just start to pause this, write everything down, or speak it out loud, or put it in your phone notes or you know if you have a voice recorder app or something everything that's coming up for you right now everything that's coming up fear terror anxiety um, not good enough you know my not good enough comes up because I'm like oh I gotta save for this thing and it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm getting very practiced at realizing what not good enough does but um, Point being, like, how are you reacting? I'm feeling worthless. I'm feeling like I need to call somebody. Don't do anything. That's the point. Don't do anything yet. Don't take the emotional reaction and run with it yet. We just want to be aware of the emotions. Just be aware of the emotions. Write them down. Speak them out. If someone that you trusted, not to say that you trust me, but let's say it was someone that you trusted, like someone that you really, really thought was just fucking amazing. And they said this, like maybe it was a financial genius, not a spiritual person. Or if you're really into spiritual people, maybe it was, you know, a teal swan or something like that. And I'm not trying to piggyback off of her stuff at all. So that's not the point. Uh, and if you don't know who that is, that's cool too. My point is like someone you would rather, uh, and just let me say this, I disclaim everything. I'm not saying this is going to happen. We're doing this as an, as, as an experiment on reactions. So I'm not, I fully indemnify and hold harmless and, and so will they to me in that I am not associating myself with anybody or any predictions or telling you what to do. If you finish this whole thing, you'll see what I mean, okay? Eesh. All right, point is, um, if it was somebody that you trusted, either with finance or with spirit stuff, how would you react? That's what we're looking at. That is what we're looking at. How would you react to a prediction like that? How would you feel if someone told you that, that you thoroughly trusted? Like if you, if God told you this shit was coming, if source somehow in your life appeared as a, an angel or however you talk to source in a tarot card or a dream 
or you know on a, on a spirit journey uh, of some of some kind, right? Um, and uh, or you know if you're in confession, I don't know, doesn't matter. Like, however, like what if source came and was just like, this is what's going to happen. How would you react? A crash is coming. How would you react? Fear obviously would be first. Most likely. Most likely. I'm not saying if you're, if you're not feeling afraid, that's awesome too. Like, that's okay. Everything is allowed. All right. Point is, how do you react? Write it down. Write it down. I'm going to take you through mine and I'm going to take you through um, what we actually need to do with this. Okay, so let's say it's fear. Awesome. Fear is the great ally. Now, um, when we react with fear, we have to also learn about the belief systems. What would you have to believe about this situation to have fear? Ask yourself that question. Sit with it. Sit quietly until you get a response. Right? Most likely your subconscious mind is going to show you a lot of this stuff. Or your heart or whatever. But my point is, sit with it until you get the answers. What would I have to believe about? And just keep asking. What would I have to believe about this situation in order to feel fear? Well, excuse me. You would have to believe my, my biggest one, I think, that comes up for me. Well, anyway, let's just we'll stream of consciousness this time. Uh, first, you'd have to believe that your future is dependent on how much money you have. Right? This is a big one that is, I, I would probably, I think it's in the top 10 of my. Um, number one beliefs or my top 10 beliefs blocking people from uh, having money which is on my website and um, uh, it's in my course and it will be in the book as I'm working on that now but point being is what would you have to believe about this situation uh, you'd have to believe your future is dependent on money on your money, on your amount of money, on your money in your 401k, or your retirement, your stocks, whatever, your assets. Um, you'd have to believe that you weren't loved by God, right? You'd have to believe that you are under threat in some way, that not having money is some kind of a threat to your existence, right? You'd have to believe that uh, if you have money or you feel secure that you're going to have to take care of people right you're going to have to that that was my that was one of mine which is like i'm going to have to financially support a bunch of people or something um you'd have to believe um that money is how god shows love of course so if there's a financial catastrophe just like if there was a natural disaster hint, hint, COVID, COVID, that God doesn't love us and wants to kill us all, and we've done something wrong to in, uh, in, uh, uh, produce God's wrath or whatever, right? Um, so there's just, a, it's going to be a tidal wave of beliefs if once you start to dig into this. 
right? Um, you'd have to believe that uh, you can die of not enough money. That's one of my favorite scarcity. You'd have to believe in scarcity is real, right? Um, you'd have to believe that your dreams and your future, right, are dependent on money, which we kind of talked about, um, that your life is dependent on it, which we kind of talked about. But what I mean by that is like your connection to your passion or your purpose or your heart's calling, right? That the thing that you are put here on this earth to do is somehow dependent on money. And this is one of the main reasons why I, when I coach people or whatever, help people, whatever, um, work with them, this is one of the major ones we have to detach from. There's a lot of people who will teach, who do teach, uh, and some people I highly respect too, I just have a difference of opinion on this. Um, some people teach that they have to get a certain amount of money before you can go after your heart's calling or soul's purpose or whatever. I disagree completely because once you go in the direction of said source purpose, source calling, uh, heart's calling, whatever, once you go in the direction of what you're put on this earth to do, then everything will be there to show up, uh, will show up to be there to help you. To think you have to go after money first is to give money your power or power over the source calling, which is backward. Money is there to serve the calling, not be the calling. Money is not the purpose. It is there to serve the purpose, right? And when we, when we flip-flop that and go backward uh, and say, I need money to do whatever I need to do, then you are literally handing over your power and telling God that money has all the power, not God. Or you've confused the two and think money is God. So, um, you might have a belief that if you, if you go down that rabbit hole, then you have the belief that um, what you're put on this earth to do will be somewhat inhibited by a crash, right? Which would make you very sad. So there's just going to be a number of beliefs that come up, but we want to see the beliefs. So keep asking until you've really unloaded this. Oh, I might, I might have to get a divorce. I might have to move. I might have to call my parents. I might have to blah, 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 All of this stuff, right? I might have to leave the country. I might have to, uh, whatever, live in an RV. There's anything wrong with that. I love that. Um, but, you know, from uh, certain vantage points, it could seem wrong, right, to call your family. Or uh, it could seem like a failure. Oh, I might become a failure. Uh, this, uh, I won't get this new job, or this new job will fire me, or uh, blah, 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 blah. Right? So on and on. My point is, what are the reactions? That's what we're after. We're after the reactions. We want to see them. We want to know them. We want to write them down because that's how we're going to work on them later. Well, later, yes. Okay. So once we see the beliefs, they're on paper or on our phone or spoken out loud or some kind of, you can kind of see the cascading belief systems that would make you scared of a future collapse, then we can start to work on that. 
right? That is where our focus needs to be. Here's the major mistake that happens. The major mistake that happens is when we have this kind of a prediction, we immediately got to, instead of sitting with the fear and being in it and letting us teach us these things, because remember that fear, guilt, shame, all that stuff is there to serve you. They are your servants. They are your friends, your brethren. Sisterin? I don't know if that's a thing. They are your family. They are you trying to show you something. But our major mistake as human beings in today's world is we try to fix the fear. Oh, wow. It's like an outreach homeless outreach program going on. That's super cool. That is very, very cool. I love that. And I love that. Okay. We try to fix the fear by fixing the outside world. What I mean is, if your first reaction was fear and then you were like, I need to save and stockpile money, Wrong, wrong, wrong. You don't need to save and stockpile money. If that's what calls to you, I am again not telling you what to do with your fucking money. Do not say Larry said, don't save money. That's not what I'm fucking saying. I can't say that strongly enough. Do whatever you think is best. However, what I'm saying is you're taking an action step from fear. You're taking a physical action step from the vibration of scarcity and fear. That is not going to work. Because you will get on a momentum of making decisions and action steps from fear. Then you're gonna save money, then you're gonna see, well, that's not enough, I gotta save more, I gotta save more, I gotta save more. You're still in scarcity and fear. And again, if you feel that you need to save, then save. But it will not help you fight fear. Because then you'll just move the line. Oh, I gotta save up 10 grand. I did this uh, a while back. Luckily, I'm adept at my own feelings and, and, and everything. I caught it within a day. Eh, about six hours it took me. I, I, someone told me a prediction. I immediately went to fear and scarcity. And then, I was like, fuck, I gotta save. You know what I should do is I should move this here, move that there, boom, that, boom, boom. You know, get my crypto assets, boom it here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put a little strategy together. And then I was poo, <laughs> I was on the toilet and I was like thinking of all these strategies and thinking of what I need to do. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know this vibration. What's going on here? Oh, I'm in scarcity. Oh shit. And it was like, it was like it started, it just kind of fell away. I was like, oh, damn it, that's the vibration of scarcity. Which means none of those plans are going to work. Because let's say I wanted to save up, I don't know, 10 grand for a rainy day fund. And again, if it calls to you, do that. But it wouldn't have been enough. If I'd have stayed in scarcity, I'd have saved that much. And then seen it and been like, not let myself go, ah. Because how could I? I made it from scarcity. I made that decision from scarcity. How could I let myself off the hook? 
If it was born in fear, if it was born of a reaction to fear, taking physical action, then it's going to keep perpetrating, perpetrating, perpetuating itself because you haven't fixed the fear that caused it. You see what I'm saying? So, um, my point here is like, if your reaction is to save or liquidate assets or move fucking shit around and play the mental chess game of how do you protect yourself or prevent this from happening, then you're in fear. And again, if that is what you want to do, please have your own permission to do that. Totally fine. Can't do this wrong. My point is, when this is the major mistake we do, this is the major, major, major mistake that we do as human beings. Something outside of me makes me feel bad. That thing needs to change for me to feel good. Think about the insanity in that. My partner needs to change for me to feel good about myself. Whose fucking problem is it that you feel bad? Your partner or you? The world needs to change so that I feel better. People should get along more. Democrats and Republicans should meet in the middle of the aisle. People shouldn't hate each other. There shouldn't be racism. Everybody needs to change so that I feel better. Whose fucking problem is that? That is yours. That is your baggage to deal with. Those are your limiting beliefs. Because I can tell you right now, the world doesn't need to change at all for me. I love it just the way it is. I really do. I see the world as love. It's all love. It's all created by love. That's all there is. Love is all there is. There is not one human being that didn't come into this world by love or was sustained by it. Think about this for a second. You don't have to have love, you don't have to be in love to have sex, for sure. Even though most people do have some kind of feelings for each other it, toward the toward the person they're having sex with. But let's just say 80%. Let's be super conservative. 60% of pre pregnancies are from a love relationship. It leaves 40% of just sex into an accident or whatever. I think that's ridiculous, but okay. But, or, you know, heaven forbid, some type of sexual assault. So then you have these pregnancies that are, you know, mistakes or whatever, uh, or seem like mistakes. But then when the child is born, every single human baby needs love to survive. You can ask anybody who's ever worked in um, maternity ward or whatever, they need to be held and loved or they will die. That means you and every other human being in all of existence had to have love to be here. We are all born of love. <laughs> Even the people you think are most evil were born of love. Love is all there is. My point is, if you see it another way, that's your baggage. 
That's your lens and your um, perception of reality. That's not, no one else needs to change for you to feel better. You do. Okay? The outside world does not need to change. And it won't. It will not change. It will beat you fucking down before it changes. It will break you. It will break you in half if you believe that it needs to change. Because it's just going to wake up smiling with the same shit it's always done. Waiting for you to change. It's been this way the whole time. You've been here less than 80 years. Who the fuck are you to tell it it needs to change? It's like sun. Not like sun child, like sun in the sky. It's like sun... What I'm going to need you to do is just tone it down just a touch on the brightness today and on the heat and warmth. You think it's going to listen to you? Seriously? That's how egotistical we are. That everything else needs to change but us. Let's go back to the prediction. When you react and then take an action step from the negative emotion, you're doing exactly what I'm telling you. The arrogance and the hubris of man is to believe that you don't need to change, that everybody else does. So, before you take the action step of saving money, and again, Jesus, I think I've had like eight detractors here. If that's what you want to do, do it. But before you do it, and you're still totally allowed to do it, before you do it, undo the beliefs that are causing the fear. Anybody gives you a prediction about the future to undo the beliefs. Right? I know before I take one single action in physical reality, I have to look at all of the all of those beliefs that came up. Here's the other thing you need to know. Everything is happening the way it's supposed to happen. All of the time, it always has. So when I say, well, when the prediction comes that there's going to be a crash, that means it's divinely there for a reason. People hate that shit because they hate fate. But you still have a choice on how you react, don't you? Regardless of fate, regardless of what's coming, regardless of anything that happens, your ultimate power is that of choice. Choice on how you react and choice over what you prefer to experience. If you prefer to experience stress and fear over this prediction or anything else, then that is, of course, your choice. If you don't prefer to experience fear and stress and anxiety and constant worry, that is, of course, your choice, too. And this is what is being shown to you right now. Is that if you don't want those fear and worry about what's coming, then you're going to have to look at the beliefs that are causing those emotions.
All is as it should be. All is as it should be. Think about a child. A child below the age of five. You think they give a shit about a catastrophe coming? Do you think they care about financial markets crashing? Why is that? Oh, it's because they don't know better. No, it's because we know too much. We need to unlearn a lot of these beliefs that those kids don't have. They, all children know they're divinely protected. All children know that everything's always going to be okay. We need to become like children again. To remember our own divinity. And to do that, we have to go back to our heart. The way home is through the heart. There's the conscious thinking mind, and then there's the heart mind, or the soul point, or whatever you want to call it. There's a point inside of us that speaks to every one of us. And this, I believe, is the point of a crash coming. We saw it with COVID, where physical reality is not going to be the same. Now we're seeing it in the financial markets, which kind of should have happened before, but it been propped up by the U.S. government. Because now it's just, it's going to take longer. Anyway, when there's a crash like this, we believe that it's going to be painful, and it may be. But that's why I'm telling you it. So that there's less pain involved because there'll be less fear and stress and anxiety, right? The reactions will be lessened if you notice it now and work on the beliefs now. But we believe that pain is a bad thing and that must be avoided. And pain is a great teacher just like all things are teachers. And it doesn't mean we want to inflict it to teach, it just means we want to learn the lessons from everywhere. I don't believe that we need to suffer to expand or evolve, but so many people do. We've been taught this belief for thousands of generations, which is without pain, there's no gain. And since so many people believe it, it's going to have to be painful to evolve. Is this a joke? I just found $20 on the street. Huh. How cool is that? I don't know if I've ever found that much. I find quarters and dimes all over the place, but that's amazing. Um, so we think... Thank you for that symbol of abundance, universe. I'm, I'm shocked. And I shouldn't be. But I am, and I'm, I'm allowed to be shocked. Woo! Sorry if that was in your ear. Thank you for that symbol of abundance. It's awesome. Um, I, funny how I reacted to that was to think it was a joke. Like, is there, is somebody pulling my leg? Like, is that, is that like a fish line on a string? That's super funny. 
that was my reaction. What an interesting lesson. What would I have to believe about that, that I didn't deserve it? Oh, that's too good to be true. That I don't deserve it. That doesn't feel right, but it could be. That is too good to be true is the major one that I'm... That showed up right now. Thank you, universe. Wow. It's like I'm breaking the fourth wall here. It's like a, a lesson within a lesson within a lesson within a lesson. Um, what was I at here? Five more minutes. Okay. Let's wrap it up. My point that I want to end with is that it doesn't have to be painful. Because if it's forcing, forcing is not the right term. If it's directing you into your heart, then it's all good, right? If something like that, catastrophic, if you've ever had someone die close to you, my mother, closest person in my life, when she died, I had to go inside. There was nowhere else to go. Nothing in the outside world did anything for me. I had to go inside. I had to communicate with my heart to my heart and understand its power. And why am I bringing that up? Because when these things happen, I'm sorry, there's a beachcombing tractor right here. I should probably go this way away from it. I know, real world problems, I'm on the beach. Um, Uh, I had to go into my heart. And this is the beauty of it. What if we saw God's plan as perfection? What if we saw everything as perfection? Right? Perfection in motion. Everything is happening as it should be. And if we really looked at it like that, not only would there be less fear, less worry, less stress. But there'd also be an understanding that everything that happens is meant to happen for us. It's for our growth and evolution. If this thing forces us to go inside or diverts our attention to the inner world, then I would love to have a crash happen. I would be almost excited for it. Because look what COVID has done. For some people, it's extremely painful obviously. But for me, it set me free. It made me realize I don't need to work um, in an office, right? I could work from anywhere. It helped me realize my dreams. It's done so much for so many, and it literally is all dependent on the way you perceive it. But if you see the perfection in it, and this drives people to go inside and start looking at their belief systems, then I welcome a crash. Because you would only need, if you, if you really knew the future, think about this. If you really knew the future, you would have to be on a consciousness level 
that understood the perfection in it, that understood Source's plan was perfect and allowed. Because you would only want to prevent something if you knew or if you judged it as bad. You'd only prevent something if you judged it as bad and were afraid of it. Right? You would only want to meddle with Source's plan if you didn't think it was perfect. And you won't be shown that stuff unless you understand this. Everything is as it should be. Nothing is out of place. Just like the waves on the ocean, they come in right when they're supposed to, they leave right when they're supposed to. There's no stopping evolution, but there is a choice in how you want to perceive it. There's a choice in how you want to deal with it. That is always going to be your choice. No matter which way you choose, know that you're divinely loved. That everything's always going to be okay. And that this might be the best thing that ever happened to you. To shake things up. To break people out of their patterns, their belief systems, their paradigms. Right? I mean, how would we not evolve? Think about that for a second. Everything is always evolving. The only way that I can see from this vantage point that we don't evolve is if we're caught in a thought loop. We have the same 10 thought, you know, 10,000 thoughts we did yesterday as we did today. We go up and do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Gotta make my parents happy. Gotta make my parents happy. Gotta make my parents happy. Gotta get this job. Gotta get this raise, gotta get this money, gotta get this da 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 da, then I'll get happy. Just over and over and over and over. And then something comes along and just slaps us across the face and goes, wake the fuck up. Those beliefs are bullshit. They are not working and they are not going to work where we're headed. Let them go. It's time to let them go. How much pain you want to experience is up to you. My unconditional love to you. Thank you for listening. I could be full of shit, remember? You can always go back to the way you used to think. You can always go back to the way things were. Right? We are different waves on the same ocean. Different clouds in the same sky. Be well. Good journey.